0: Hello, welcome to Valentine's Week special of Chucked. I am Charles Braxton. I'm with Austin Charles, and we are ready to talk about love, baby. Some bear. Happy Valentine's love. Day, everybody! <laughs> So, we realize you may get this after the fact. And if we give such unbelievable some guys might get Valentine's Day after the yeah, fact. Yeah, that's the true. That is itself. true. That is true. But if we give unbelievable tips that would have made Valentine's Day so special, we apologize. We apologize that we were not there for you on Valentine's Day. But mm-hmm. maybe this can be applied next year. Yeah. It'll be so impactful that you'll want to apply it a year we're from gonna now. We're going to
1: break down the theory of love. Yeah, from a scientific standpoint. There you go. There you go. Not at all. No this this topic kind of came from a lot of you hate when I write really long winded things or who does know, oh a lot of people I don't who know who does people, who does
0: people but um, I like your your long winded winded riffs are, are uh, powerful stuff.
1: Yeah, that's subjective apparently though. So Yeah, okay,
0: I'm your dad, I'm supposed to love <sighs> yeah, it, I suppose, yeah, but I do. Yeah. Well, how about the Cavs? Oh, love. As of, as of right now, on Wednesday, again February in 14th, Cleveland.
1: the Cavs are looking in love with uh, their new teammates, their new team. Um, you know, we, we heard on the radio that, uh, you know, George Hill, you know, he's from, he was playing with Sacramento Kings and... You know he comes over to Cleveland. You know Sacramento was one of the worst teams in the league. He comes over to Cleveland and uh, to a title contender, and it shows what a little bit of gratitude, you know, goes mm-hmm. a, goes a long way in your performance and and how you act. If you if you uh, what is it? If you if you feel the way you act, if you
0: act the way you feel. Pretty soon you'll feel the way you act. Bam! Whew. There it goes. That's right. So that's why I have students in. And imitate their favorite athletes, because if you act the way you wish, you'd feel pretty soon. You'll feel the way you act. Mm-hmm. That's true of love too. Yeah, it's true of love. True of
1: love. Mm-hmm. Um, how about Johnny Manziel? Before we get into this, yeah.
0: How about his? Uh, wow, coming out. That explains a lot. You know, it does explain a lot. If you haven't heard Johnny Manziel uh, um, revealed that he is he struggles with bipolar disorder. Mm-hmm. He's quit drinking. Yeah, which, boy, that is a very important discovery in his life if he Mm -hmm. indeed was partying heavily and and, uh, struggling with The fact that he's
1: come clean about those things and made positive changes to his life um, secures the fact that uh, the Browns won't sign him and play him again. So, you know, whether that's good or bad, the fact that he's doing something good for himself probably means the Browns won't pursue... Them because yeah. they don't pursue anyone who's yeah doing good things apparently.
0: But um, well, they don't draft Ohio State guys because obviously Ohio State guys uh, aren't good enough to play mm-hmm. for the Browns, and they don't uh, draft, they don't draft high character uh, guys mm-hmm. who have great ability. Uh, they they just uh, they just have a policy: don't draft high character guys with ability, especially from Ohio State. Mm-hmm. We don't want that. As I we don't as want I, that. We as don't as want I, winners.
1: As I told you yesterday, I, I think this draft they have the first pick and the fourth pick. Um, Todd McShay has them taking uh, Sam Darnold and uh, Saquon Barkley, and as I told you yesterday, this this those two picks feel like you know you stole the ball. You're down one. You stole stole the ball, and you have a breakaway layup. And it, and just that that little click goes off in your head where oh man I could I could miss this and this like could be Chetty real, Osmond did the other be, day yeah, against Celtics. This you have a breakaway dunk to win the game. <laughs> it's the easiest <laughs> shot in basketball, Plank. and uh, you could miss it. You know if they this is so easy, it seems like that they could really um, they could really blow this. But uh, wouldn't put it past them.
0: Yeah, I wouldn't. And then not just that. I mean, they have what five picks in the first two rounds. It's crazy. Mm-hmm. But, as I said, the, the monkey with the dartboard would have done better than they have done. So, mm-hmm. let's hope that uh, that changes with this new John Dorsey regime. So, uh,
1: stress breakers, which we talked about this week, you used uh, James one seventeen, And uh, every good and perfect gift comes from above. You use that, you t- kind of took that in a different way. Um, so, kind of to segue, kind of to relate, um, taking that in... Um, maybe the more common way that's taken uh, and making, in in light of Valentine's Day, making a gratitude list of sorts of things we love in our life, I think is uh, that keeps us from the dense topics for one week at least to save you guys from that. But uh, it also um, gets a little look into, a lot of times you hear speakers, you know, there's this weird relationship of podcasting or hearing speakers or something you you have this sort of pseudo friendship with them a pseudo relationship but its only, but it's solely based upon you know the content you know mm-hmm. and um so it's a very weird relationship but uh i think this is a good thing to do to uh let listeners or um attendees of southbrook to hear you speak have heard you speak for years into um a little bit more personally and what uh Things we love, um, gratitudes mm-hmm. lists of sorts mm-hmm. uh, and, and speaking of you know speaking of James uh, this came to mind and thinking of James um, in the latter part of James five thirteen is any one of you in trouble? He should pray, Is anyone happy? Let him sing songs of praise um, as in vain of George Hill and others, it does good to um, to think about and consider those things you love as obvious as they um, may be. So, um, what should we start with? What well, we, first of all... Break this down by topics. You well, know?
0: yeah. Well, So, you know, there are four loves in Greek culture. Storge, which was the affectionate love. Like, I love steak with Cereal. mushrooms on it. You know, mm. I love that. And so, it, it, it sees value in something. It's kind of an affectionate empathy bond of, like, I see value there. Phileo is the brotherly love, and Mm -hmm. that is we share value. That's the familial brother-sisterly love, right? Friendship love. Eros was I receive value from that. So Eros love is the sexual love, but it's beyond that. I see value in that. I, I, you know, I get value from that kind of love, Mm -hmm. and then agape is I give value to the object of the love. That's the divine. That's why it's called the divine love. Mm -hmm. So I, I, that's the deepest of the four loves because it chooses to bestow value. So when I say, I love these turtles that Betty Matson left at my office door. Betty with Bobo chocolates. Oh my gosh, they're unbelievably good. I love those. That's a storge love. Okay, it's not the same when I say I love Sherry. That's mm-hmm. that's a that's an agape love. It's an eros love. And let's not go there. Okay, let's stop right there. Um, <laughs> let's let's stop there. But so it's when we say I love chocolate turtles that Betty Matson fixes, that's not the same thing. So, we're going to talk about Storgay, because there's value in Storge. Well, it's interesting, you,
1: you, it's Storge, but Phileo, uh, you know, is, is there too. I mean, much of the things we love, um, another in and it of itself to be grateful for is um, we share many of these things we yes. love, you know, I mean, many of these things are in common. Um, so... Uh, so yeah. What, uh, what things
0: do we love today? You know, today I tell you, I, I just, every day I l- I'll, I'll break it down. I won't go down to genus species, you know, phylum genus species, mm-hmm. but I say this every day. I love nature. I love what Psalm 19 says that the heavens declare the glory of God and the firmaments show with this handiwork. You know, mm-hmm. I love that because I love nature. It speaks to me of God's character, right creation speaks not only that we have a creator but we also have a creator who cares the earth is tilted at just the right 21 degrees i believe it is 21 degrees and our relation to the moon creates tides that service the plankton which is the very f- basis of our of our food chain so i love nature i love i love nature but then within that as you know Every day on my Instagram account, the main thing I see are lions. I have multiple lion feeds, multiple Mm -hmm. tiger feeds, multiple bear feeds, and then, of course, multiple shark feeds. So I get every day this this spectacular visual infusion of, I just love what nature says about God. Mm -hmm. So that's a storge love, but I love that. You know, sharks and, and lions to me are angelic. Mm-hmm. Like, they're beautiful, but don't mess with them. You. you better be careful. They're beautiful. Mm-hmm. I mean, there are people who hug lions and swim with the sharks. You can do that, but, you, you know, there's a mm-hmm. reason why the angel said, fear not. Every time someone saw them, they said, no, don't be afraid because they're on a divine leash they, they are yeah mm-hmm. so don't mess with them too much don't get on their bad side don't 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 be around them when they're hungry you know
1: that certainly is gratitude and you can say it on a day that's 45 and rainy in i February. know it is
0: but you know what i love gray <laughs> days wasn't okay so there's another one for me i love gray days because i just mm-hmm. i get quieter on gray days i'm not as active on gray days you know we mm-hmm. we played tennis this morning for what hour and a half that's i'm pretty much hit my activity for the day and then this is a day that I like gray days. I, I like mm-hmm. everything about winter. Now I get to this point, I'm ready for spring, but, but I'm, I, I, winter speaks to me of mm-hmm. quiet, yeah. restoration. How about uh, movies? What movies do you love? Oh, I'll tell you. I mean, I just, I, I love Jaws. <laughs> I love Martha's Vineyard. I love boats. I love sharks. I love Quint. I love Brody. I love Hooper. I love Polly does the printing. I love the Chevy Blazer that uh, Chief Brody uh, drove. I, I love Harry and his bad hat. I love Mrs. Kentner slapping Brody on the face 47 times in the takes that it took, you know. And by the way, shout out to Mrs. Kentner because she turned 89 yesterday. All right. Mrs. Uh, Kintner. Yeah, that's my daily Jaws feed. I get updated on all this. We just celebrated, uh, not celebrated, we just marked uh, Roy Scheider's passing last week. It was 10 years ago, 12 years ago, yes, uh, last Wednesday that Roy Scheider passed away. And so I, I love. Let's just talk movies for a minute because that's the first one. I just, I love the grittiness, the 70s ness of Jaws. Mm-hmm. I'm, I'm, for the last year and a half, I've been writing a book called 1975 mm-hmm. and just Saigon falling and that Vietnam ending and I was going into eighth grade and, and just Jaws and everything. So it's not just about Jaws, but it's centered around that my family was in crisis mm-hmm. and I look back what a year that was. And uh, so, for the last year and a half, I've just been working on this 1975 project mm. that's going to be a wild best-selling book for anyone
1: was <laughs> alive
0: then. Well, you certainly
1: have a built-in audience. Uh, yeah, I, I yeah. do. I
0: do. Yeah. More so, than most writers. Yeah, I do. I, I, can, I, I can maybe get a few hundred copies sold just off Southbrokers who mm. are old enough to remember 1975. <laughs> But uh, so I start there like as you know right now when I'm I'm building an orca for like the sixth time and every time I build one from scratch I'm getting better at it like eventually mm-hmm. and I told you one of these days I want to own a real orca boat. That's going to be when I sell that 1975 book. Mm-hmm. The first thing I'm want to do <laughs> is 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 I'm going to build an orca mm-hmm. life-size that I can <laughs> sleep in overnight and sing Show me the way to go home. <laughs> Tired and I want to go to bed. I had a little drink about an hour ago and it's going right to my head. <laughs> and then the shark hits the boat. Hooper get to light. <laughs> oh, and the Indianapolis speech. I love the Indianapolis speech. Mm-hmm. I, you know, so anyway, start started. Movie you love today. Like what movie you love today? Uh, they just love this movie the movies
1: i would i would say i love um oceans 11 12 and 13 oh, love that movie Storgay uh, that movie Storgay that movie yeah um you've got mail Storgay that movie and uh my fifth favorite movie is a movie called francis haw don't know that movie yeah it's, <laughs> um, i can't storegate what i don't know it's uh for uh for the like two female listeners we have, um, you would love it. Um, it uh, out
0: of four hundred listeners, yeah. we to, so we've done the demographic studies that we know that
1: I don't, I don't know, I don't. I'm just guessing there too. Yeah, I know my wife isn't one of them. I don't think she listens to this. Yes. But no. your mom does. Your does mom she? listens. Okay. Yeah. Well, there's yeah. one. So for that one female listener out there, uh, Francis Ha. It's a black and white film. So that you know, about ninety percent of. People won't watch it for that reason. Um, it came out in 2012. It was uh, written and starred in by Greta Gerwig, who is the don't writer know her. Don't and she her cause is the, I don't know her she's the writer and director of a Oscar-nominated movie this year called Lady Bird.
0: Oh, and, yeah, which
1: is autobiographical, yeah. and this movie also is autobiographical. Lady Bird is autobiographical of her in her um, senior year of high schoolish at a Catholic all-girls school and she wants to go by the name she doesn't want to be called christine anymore she wants to be called Lady Bird, and start claiming her independence and revolting uh, rebelling against her mother who named her christine but um francis haw is her later years when she her early 20s when she moved to new york city and she wanted to become a writer and she also wanted to become a dancer and um she just kind of doesn't really live in reality she's um as the quote goes in the movie, she's undateable. It's a uh, total. She's she's very inspired by Woody Allen. So it's a total comedy satire. Hmm. Um, so funny. How did you funny. discover it? Um, I don't know. I saw I saw her in a few movies before that, and she has a funny. She's she's really quirky. But you know, I love I love books and movies where you you have this um, artistic affair, if that's even moral to say, where you, you kind of, you know, emotionally, you just, you, you fall in love as a friend or as someone, you know, the opposite sex with this character, this fictional character who um, you just, you're really pulling for and it goes deep down to this like artistic uh, affair of sorts of just... Um, you know, I, you know, you kind of maybe you you get that feeling with you know Joe Fox and you've got mail where man, that's my that's my buddy F O X you know, F O X. You know, he would, he would, uh he would be your pal. So Francis Ha, her her name I is. Bet like failure, <laughs> <laughs> uh, line,
0: I bet you feel like a big fat failure, don't you? Gene stable didn't line that. I bet you feel like a big fat failure, don't you?
1: Yeah, Nora Ephron. Uh, one of the reasons I love you've got mail. Um, she wrote and directed. You've Got Mail. And um, so, yeah, uh, I, you know, I, love uh, the, uh, I love the scripts uh, of those. <laughs> I, love, I do
0: too, I love yeah. Those, she so. wrote very smartly. That was a loss when mm-hmm. she... So, let's go to that. Let's go to writers. I love every book David Halberstam ever wrote. That was a loss when he was killed in a car accident, I think, in 06. And in that, so, you, the Nora Ephron's are writers and David Halberstam's, you know, like his... I just read his uh, The Best and the Brightest about the smart guys who messed up the Vietnam War you know like Mm. Robert McNamara and it's stunning you know you just so an author that you love and I'm sure yours will be someone no one has read no no a lot of mine (laughs) well you know
1: that's no they are certainly ones people have read Um, that's where some of this came from my wife and I got which Tom
0: Hanks has a new book out that is kind of a Nora Ephron quality uh, isn't it uh,
1: yeah he um, he Paid tribute to Nora Ephron, and the said, you know, to Nora in the first page. Um, I'm reading that right now. It's um, called Uncommon Type. Every it's I a, book, read that. a book of yeah. short stories that involve typewriters. I love typewriters. I used to write on a typewriter before I had to write on a computer when I started working at Southbrook. But um, anyway, yeah, um, so this topic kind of came from finding things we love. From uh, my wife and I got in a huge argument two nights ago. Um, went 15 rounds, and per usual, I said a lot of stuff that was awful and like i normally do in our You're arguments. terrible person I, I do never, say, I, i've never I, said awful i do things say a lot of things um, anyone that are awful know? i make my wife feel really bad um but anyway you know we were talking about marriage and you know bettering that and that whole you know pandora's box and um and i, and I said i think i really would shock you mckenzie i I'm not thinking about these these deep things all the time. You know, most of the time I'm thinking about really simple things. You know, should I change this tension on my racket? Um, that's, you know, uh, you know what tournaments Roger Federer are going to play in next. I'm really thinking about really simple things. So, all these these authors and books I like, you know, a lot of them are pretty well known. They're not as deep. Uh, Steinbeck is one author. Mm-hmm. I think Grapes of Wrath. East of Eden is one of the great um, accomplishments epic, of, of epic. Uh, literature and human language. Uh, mm-hmm. Jonathan Franzen, he's a contemporary author I love. Um, he
0: I've never read any of Franzen books. Yeah. Very
1: fun. He's very funny. Uh, okay. He writes fiction. He, uh, he's, a, he's a good essayist too. I've read, read a lot of his essays. Um, he, he, speaking of kind of in the vein of that artistic affair, he wrote a book, his latest novel called Purity, um, kind of similar to Francis Hall. You really fall in love with this. It's a fiction, right? Uh, protagonist. Said, yeah. yeah. Um, Hemingway is, is, a, is a writer that, uh, um, not Margot. No, not Margo. Ernest. Uh, Ernest Hemingway, um, his, particularly his, uh, his, uh, style. I love Charles Bukowski, whose poetry. I love. I love his poetry. I love Charles Bukowski's poetry so much that I've, I've refused to read any of his, um, novels because normally I don't like, a, a, a write a, a novelist's poetry or vice versa. I don't like a poet's novels. Um, so I've never read Bukowski's novels, but his poetry, I've read every single bit I can get my hands on and, um, I love it. And, uh, and then Richard Yates is uh, is, a, is he wrote he wrote only one novel in his life. It was turned into an Oscar-winning movie called Revolutionary Road, starring Kate Blanchett and uh, Leonardo DiCaprio. But that that I finished when I finished Revolutionary Road, I gasped at the ending. Not because of uh, it revealed some it was like some cliffhanger or something, but I gasped at the uh, artistic achievement. It was probably my favorite writer I've ever read. Um, he wrote a six-volume series of, of about his life. He's a Norwegian writer. This one, many people probably don't know, uh, but he is, is a New York Times bestseller. Um, his name is Ave Aave Knosgaard, Norwegian writer, and he wrote, as I said, a six-volume uh, memoir about his um, life. He's currently right now, I think, in his 50s, or early 50s. He has a family, and um, he got to his 40s and said, is this it? And so he made it a point to take 15 years out of his life to retrace his entire life starting from the age of three or four. Let me guess, um, 1975. He's about your age. I mean, he's, you know, that's, that's something that's, you know, he, mm. so he re- writes a lot about his childhood in the 70s. Okay. Yeah,
0: cool. Well, let's go back to poetry because here's a poet poem that I, that I read last week that I love. So, let's just speak about that. The Cat in the Hat on Aging. <laughs> I cannot pee. I cannot see, I cannot chew, I cannot screw. Oh my God, what can I do? My memory shrinks, my hearing stinks. No sense of smell, I look like hell. My mood is bad, can you tell? My body's drooping, have trouble pooping. The golden years have come at last, the golden years can kiss my poop. <laughs> That's poetry uh, uh, I love. I saw that last week and I thought, oh my gosh, I can't re- I can't read that in church, but I can do it on
1: Chucked. <laughs> there you go. There's, yeah, there, uh, I can't. You have some, someone can't share a poem around me. I mean not share one back. So this is a really okay. short one of Charles Bukowski. That, that is reflects, it less? Is it humor. more shallow he is, he is, than the Cat is, in the Hat in on aging? A, in a way, yeah. It's it's far more shallow. Okay, um, let's go with it. Uh, but he he's very vulgar. This one is not vulgar. Uh, it's called "I Met a Genius." I met a genius on the train today. About six years old. He sat beside me as the train ran down along the coast. We came to the ocean, and then he looked at me and said, "It's not pretty, you know." It was the first time I had realized that.
0: Hmm. I like the cat in the hat on aging better. <laughs> okay, let's go to uh, let's go to phile-o. Who, who are some phileos? Who are some, what's some phileo love? This, so this is a, we exchange, you know, who who
1: uh, Well we've missed a lot of a lot of um, of, the, of the other ones, sports. I mean we haven't covered oh, yeah, oh my sports music, T V okay, so, yeah. miscellaneous okay, so items. I, I, I love mean, the
0: Olympics right now. Okay. Loving the Olympics. Loving the snowboarding half pipe. Chloe Kim, Sean White. I mean, those guys. Oh my gosh! And just the lifetime commitment. So Chloe Kim's seventeen years old, mm-hmm. and the lifetime of commitment. She she could have really put a dent in the Olympics at thirteen. She didn't wasn't old enough to qualify. But mm-hmm. waited four years. So I'm loving that. I'm mm-hmm. loving the Olympics. I'm storgey in the Olympics right now, mm-hmm. big time. I can't get enough of that. Um, what are you store storeganging when it comes to sports?
1: Well, the obvious ones we have. I've got another one too. Ohio that, State football, Cleveland yeah, sports, yeah, and then there LeBron. Stuff. Yeah, the you NBA know what I love. Here, 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 here's <laughs>
0: something I love, but it also is a, but it is a a grieving thing. I love leather things in sports, so I love mm-hmm. that that footballs are still leather, and I don't love that basketballs aren't leather anymore. You know, every time, every time in college games, I, see, I, think, I think, why do I not love college basketball like I used to? It's the ball. The ball has that golden Wilson finish on it that makes it look like an outdoor ball, and it's not real leather. You know, I don't love – I like real lef- leather. Do not give me fake leather in my basketballs, in my footballs, in my baseball gloves. Oh, no. I can't, <laughs> you know – Okay, so I love leather Mm. in sports. I store gay leather in sports. Okay, we, we got to uh, move on. Well, the, Let's go to follow oh, Here's, you, here's you, something
1: in sports, though, that I, I really love, aside from the obvious Ohio State, Roger, you know, Rafa type stuff, NBA Twitter, um, that, that's one I love. I, there's nothing like, part of the reason I think the NBA has such a better thing going forward than the NFL is how much it is better, uh, much more marketable. But NBA Twitter is, if you're not on it, if you like the NBA at all, I mean, when you get into that, that black hole that is NBA Twitter and all those just fans out there that... They just watch NBA, nothing but it. It's unbelievable. It's there's nothing funnier. It's 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 the best. Are there any other miscellaneous miscellaneous items? You like? I could
0: go on and on. I love the feel of a tennis ball spinning on the strings of a racket. I love the Hilton Head. I love Hilton Head sneakers. I love sneakers. It's all Christmas season. Yeah, I love Christmas season. Whole Foods. I
1: love Whole Foods. I love the atmosphere. I love skateboarding. I love coffee. I love green tea. I love
0: I love the broccoli and cheddar soup with. Cornbread at Whole Foods. That's my go-to mm. there. You know, it's mm-hmm. not. It's kind of quasi-healthy because you have some, you know, broccoli, mm. but not really. I, I like
1: Kroger. Really stresses me out, and um, that's because you're a snob. I am. You know, <laughs> he's a Whole Foods snob. I am. Whole Foods doesn't stress me out, and I, you know, I feel like I'm I'm getting a virus at, at Kroger sometimes, and everyone's mad. Everyone's snob? yelling. Man, everyone, that is a snob. I know. I know. I mean. I was raised as a centerville kid. Yeah, know. it's, true. it's yeah. true. Okay, so, let's, so let's go to
0: let's go to phileo. I I um you know the just I love the relationships the phileo relationships inside a church when you stay at it for a long time are so worth it. Mm-hmm. You know, so worth it. You just put a piece of gum in your mouth, didn't you? i did well i was i was looking at i was looking at hey, mis- you, hey listeners are you listening to that little well, piece a- <laughs> of uh juicy fruit that's coming it, through no, your now? It, it was right totally
1: uh, it was so I, I didn't realize i was actually doing it one of the miscellaneous things i love i, I read and i think i just acted out of, out of it i love extra uh, extras polarized gum <laughs> okay. and I, I, I eat about a pack a day and then I saw that. And so I just reached in my pocket and, and you know, instinctively <laughs> put in a piece of gum in my mouth. So if <laughs> the you, power uh, of if you, me messaging, you know, Sorry, you're, you're you know, okay. So mean that's okay. So, so, phile- who, yeah.
0: so this is the familial, this is the, the relational, you know, uh, um, brotherly sisterly thing, you know, mm-hmm. it's just, man, in the kingdom of God, there's so much potential for fellow. Mm-hmm. It's crazy. It's crazy. You stay one place a long time like we have. Man, I I yeah. Mm-hmm. That's so that's the thing. You know, and I just like I love the friendship I have with my tennis coach Dan Cronagi. When when you were really struggling in 08, 09, I picked up tennis and Dan is a is a is a profane Catholic,
1: mm-hmm.
0: <laughs> you know. I mean, he just he just you know he's just. I love the guy, Falao, and I. Re, here's what I remember: that I would literally come in back then. I was taking lessons three days a week, and mm-hmm. I would because I, I had to make up for lost time. And I would literally come in and so concerned about you. And tennis for an hour was such a a you know relief mm-hmm. release and his mom was in the hospital. God rest her soul, really sick. And I said, you know, uh, Mrs. Kronagi, you know, your, your, your son, Dan has a dear friend of mine. God has used him to bless my life. And she goes, My Danny? (laughs) Are you talking about my Danny?
1: (laughs) So I'm, I'm loving me some Dan Crow. Yeah. I love my friends too. I love, um, you know, all you guys out there, you know who you are, Fleming, Adam, Jake, Devin, all you guys. Um, I, I think this makes me think of my, my friends in Alcoholics Anonymous. I love those friends, um, for a lot of reasons. um, Maybe even more that that those friendships go out of um, even more so out of um, outside of just a phileo, mm-hmm. you know, maybe even go into the agape. But um.
0: exactly. So we'll get into that a little bit because with storgas and Eros, you get something a lot. With filio, you do somewhat, but you're also giving. And then with Eros, with uh, agape, it is a it is a self losing that is the height of spiritual mm-hmm. maturity. You know. So let's move to Eros, and and the cool thing is this is Valentine's Day, so this mm-hmm. is the Eros holiday, and um, you know, for me, I celebrate. Your mom had double surgery yesterday on her ankle and her knee, so she had reconstructive surgery on her ankle. She had uh, scope and some microfracture surgery on her knee and somewhat it goes back to when some of it, it started when she played fast pitch softball she was a beast of a fast pitch softball catcher sure she loves she, that adjective i know it <laughs> but for me it's like when i call someone a dog that's a uh-huh. <laughs> you dog you hot dog that's a compliment <laughs> so a beast is just i mean she had an arm that was better than most men and so it reminded me of just when i fell in love with her she was playing fast pitch softball she was so beautiful but she was an athlete man i i just Mm -hmm. loved the fact that she was an athlete and today i'm still as attracted to her today as i was 36 years ago you know Mm -hmm. when i first started we started dating in 82 Mm -hmm. so i celebrate that and i'll just stop there (laughs) okay because this you don't want to hear about your mom and dad's love life, do you? I mean, you... <laughs> yeah, we can move on from that. <laughs> <laughs> oh, he just spit out his gum, people. He just
1: <laughs> choked on his gum. No, my beloved polar ice, extra yeah. polar ice. Uh, McKenzie for oh, me. Oh, beloved.
0: Hey, Song of Solomon. Do you want to talk about Song of Solomon? Because there is an Eros book in the Bible yeah. that yeah. all Baptist believe should not have been put in the Bible.
1: Yeah. Okay. Maybe it, it'll you it'll you make you blush. a shame about your sex addiction that, you know, was, there's was a whole book in the Bible. There's a whole, a whole book in the Bible. It'll make It'll make you problem blush. With that. Yeah. Um, so let's move
0: to Agape. Well, here. Oh, you know, so yeah, you didn't. Okay,
1: Mackenzie. Um, one of the reasons I love her is the um, the unexplainability of love, and that Mackenzie and, and I have nothing in common. I mean, absolutely, they, we. I mean, there is nothing we can't argue about.
0: Um, it's it's volatile most of the time. Um, you have a. Uh, there. I push back a little bit on the nothing in common. You guys love. You're very stylish in that you love style you love you know what I mean you mm-hmm. love excellent things you but I'm so, so there I, is are so
1: particular you know that like even within those things you know I just i push on so much um there's just there's there's very few food i mean just food whatever I mean you know um there's just there's really just hard you know hardly surface least you know thing, you know, we, 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 love Jesus, but, you know, aside from that, really, there's just nothing, you know, we love our son Gunnar. Hey, and, uh, folks but. referenced
0: last week's podcast on how Jesus can be a unifying <laughs> Yeah, there element. you go.
1: It is proof. But, I, but not I, I think, you know, and it's, and it's, it's the, the, um, the unexplainability of love is uh, our, our marriage, I think really reflects that because there is nothing, um, that we, um, there's really nothing we, there's no interest we really
0: share, you know, um, and uh, Well, so think about that, because because your mom, it's interesting, she tricked me, because I thought because she was athletic that she actually cared about sports, she mm-hmm. didn't. Mm-hmm. So there was a huge bait and switch there, man. <laughs> huge. Because she couldn't care less about mm-hmm. sports. It was more so, so her
1: alcoholic father that made her play it sports. Was <laughs> exactly
0: right. It was exactly yeah. right. She was living to please yeah. her dad. Yeah. That, gosh, I, I, I am glad I didn't know that um but that we share we love reading and we love movies mm-hmm. and that's about all we share in common other than jesus you know that's that's it so you know it doesn't take much right mm-hmm. it doesn't take much yeah you just have to accentuate what you do share in that eros that attractional love mm-hmm. right that draws you to each other. Let's move to agape, which is the highest. It was the divine love. It was undefinable among the Greeks. They really couldn't define it. That's why they just kind of left it as the divine love. And then Jesus said that, you know, my agape I give to you. John said, God is agape, agapao. God so agaped the world that he gave his only son. So, there is this unbelievable love where you choose to give value to Mackenzie even when you don't feel like it. All marriage mm-hmm. vows are based on agape, not Storgas, not phileo, not Eros. Um what do you what are you agape what what are you agapeing today?
1: Mm-hmm. Um in a matter of choice. You mean? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, McKinsey certainly falls underneath that category. That is, that is, oh, um, you know, marriage is um, is the great uh, reflection of of uh, of the cross. It's it's above feeling. It's a miniature it is church. Choice. It's a miniature mm-hmm. church. Yeah, um, you know, uh, I have innate love for my son, but um, you know, um, you know, part of me is a resentment I had to get over for a long time. Part of me really took pity on biological fathers out there because I adopted my son, um, and, uh, two, three years ago or so, and, um, three, four years ago, maybe, um, I think four years ago. And, um, and so choosing that, choosing that burden, choosing that pain, choosing that, um, um, joy, choosing that, um, blessing, um, you know, certainly grows one a lot. And, um, you know, that, that is that has been one of the great teachers of my life, um,
0: you know, and uh... it's been a real blessing to us because being around the church, there's so much adoption for years. There's so many people adopting for us to live in that reality. Now we have two grandsons. One mm-hmm. is not biological, and I cannot imagine loving a human being more than I love Gunner. Mm-hmm. It's so rich, yeah. you know. It's so rich to truly experience that. It is that. Um, image of Scripture that mm-hmm. God adopted us. He chose us before the foundations of the world.
1: It's funny about that. The choice that of agape is. There's only three things in life that can make me cry if I if, if I you know really think about it for you know five ten seconds, um, and they're the only three things I've ever really chosen. You know, Mackenzie, Gunner, and Jesus Christ. If I think about those things long enough. I will start crying. And I remember when we, when Mackenzie and I went to see, as an example, went to see um, the Force Awakens when that came out. This is when Gunner was uh, just uh, enthralled and obsessed with Star Wars, and um, and as soon as that opening credit started, you know, the, the theme mm-hmm. song, the opening score, I mean, just weeping. Yeah, <laughs> you know, just yeah. weeping, and um, you know, hearing you, you know, recite My King is, you know. Um, You know, Jesus makes me cry. And, uh, yeah. you
0: Yeah. Know. I tell you, home, I love, uh, you know, uh, you talk about things that make you cry, that you love. Is, I think where we're headed is where we came from. We're headed back home. So you speak of that, it makes me think of when Han Solo says, Chewie, we're home. Mm-hmm. You know, we're, we're home again. And uh, I think of that, when I think of agape, I think of... You know, last Friday I went back to my high school, my hero and mentor, Steve Martin, who passed away in 2010. He was nine years older than I was. All state basketball player, Um, and he paid attention to me. He believed in me. So rich to go back there with my high school has an incredible amount of community. I just I love my high school. We have I I, I'm I'm agape to it because I I want to do whatever I can to help my high school. Because we have this incredible bond of all of us who played there. And I got to go back and re experience that. And Agape is so rich because there's nothing I wouldn't do for those people. For Steve, his mom called me and said, Hey, Charlie, I just want to let you know. No, 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 you know, I'm not expecting it, but Steve's going to be inducted into the Hall of Fame Friday. This was three weeks ago, Friday, February 10th, or whenever it was. And my point is with this is how imperfect my childhood was. So I got there early enough to where I could drive around my old house I grew up in, my elementary school. I just drove out to where I grew up. I took a tour and I'm weeping the whole time because for me, it's so rich and my childhood was so imperfect. But that doesn't take away the agape that was there Mm -hmm. from my parents, my sisters, my school. You know, I I, I talked. I sat with one of my ex-coaches most the whole night, and and he didn't believe in me. Yet at the end of the night, he said, "You know, you ended up being one of the better players that ever came out of here." You know, mm-hmm. he. It was just messed up, and I love it. Mm-hmm. I love it. I just love. I mean, there's nothing I wouldn't do for that place. You know, mm-hmm. and that's true of our lives. That agape is there, waiting to be grabbed a hold of, mm-hmm. and it doesn't require perfection. You know, there are people that are very resentful to our high school. You know, there are, and they never want to see it again. That's okay. I mean, I, but I mean, if you look for it, a reason to be committed to a place a people is always there and it doesn't require perfection Mm -hmm. to
1: choose. I empathize with that, you know, I mean, this, this place, Southbrook, you know, I basically, you know gave two kids, uh, one wanted to take their own life and another one ended up in rehab. And, um, and I would die for this place. Yeah. Yeah. Maybe even to an unhealthy degree. And I will, and I I would defend this place. I love how Um, you
0: said, I love the idea of Southbrook. You know, I'm
1: not, I'm not even sure. I'm, I'm, I love the people. I think that will come in time, you know, but I love the idea of what Southbrook is and could be and represents in the cross. And, um, and, I know we had another topic that we, I was going to talk about today in uh, in defense of the of the cross and um, and we decided not to. But um, we're going to do that
0: though. We're going to yeah. do that soon. Why is the cross so important?
1: Yeah, and I am and I'm uh, I'm very intolerant and to an asshole degree of anyone. Um, is with that the first time that's ever been said? The asshole degree. What <laughs> and is and the the asshole? And we talk about profane degree. Catholic. I'm a, <laughs> certainly a profane Christian, and. Um, but, uh, I yeah, am, you know what? You talk so softly, except when you curse.
0: Mm-hmm. That's the only time that, is. that you're loud. <laughs>
1: uh, I don't care. <laughs> I, you know, it's just a byproduct of linguistics. So, you know, <laughs> yeah. uh, the value we choose to give words. James right. 5.13, is any one of you happy? Let him sing songs of praise. So, think about that today. Sing a song of praise. We hope we in, encourage you to consider that, to think like, like usual. Um, chucked website is up get chucked, um, dot something i don't know if it's dot com, com. is it dot com dot com okay dot com get chucked.com. you can see your t-shirts the there listen to all the podcasts and uh that the the proceeds the uh, profits go to uh building bridges um uh, check that out we'll give a shout out to pete today
0: for being our tech guy we yeah, love pete. pete thanks pete all right talk all to right. you guys next time